Zane Lowe, Apple Music. What's good? It's Hanuman in for Zane, and you are listening to the Zane Lowe Interview Podcast Series. On this week's episode, Zane welcomes to the studio 2021 Eurovision champions, Monoskin. The Italian rock quartet talk about their Best New Artist Grammy nomination and their new album, Rush, plus their plans for 2023 and much, much more. First of all, I want to do the human thing and say thank you for joining me today. It's good to see you again. Of thank course. you so much. Th- thank you for having us. Of course. Great to, great to see you all on such a, an amazing day. We have, we're not very good at sort of, look, it all came together very last minute because we have very little time. Okay. But this is for oh, you. Oh, cute. <laughs> thank you. Wow. And this tequila, is for you. Yes. And that's for you. Uh, and yes. and no one wants to be on camera while they're eating. But there's a whole tray of cookies for later if you want to eat them. Cute. And Thank you. The reason why we did this is because you are Grammy nominated. You are of the Yay. year. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We we appreciate that. There's been a lot of swearing this morning. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I bet things like holy. Even worse. No even- Way the, the, the Italian versions. Yeah, I just think it's a beautiful thing. You know why? Because you've just, you really earned it. You've really worked and worked and put in the time and reached out to all of us and said, this is what we are. You, you, there's nothing about the monoskin experience that is expected. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. It's like incredible to think like what's, what's happened in only like one year and one year and a half after everything like completely changed in our lives. And of course, this is like the biggest milestone I think you can hope for. So The last 12 months, 18 months has has been remarkable. But I'm I'm saying like kids starting out, kicking down doors that were not open to you. Yeah. It wasn't like anybody was like, oh, there's a roadmap for success where you're from and the music that you make on a global level. There was no, no one said, oh, yeah, there's a band that came before you that played the forum 10 years ago. Here's how you do it. Sure. You did it. I said it. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. Um, anyway, that's the present moment. Long may we stay in it. But we still have things to talk about, music to, to, to play, album to talk about, and touring. I mean, how are you feeling? This is an old school US tour. It yeah. is. Yeah, yes, it, it is. is. It is. 100%. It's like some 80s. Like, yeah. <laughs> to go out there and take it to the people. So yeah. How do you feel? We feel good because, like, we've been touring the whole year. So now, like, the the machine is very well oiled. Like, everything comes easier than than normal for us. And in general, we always enjoy playing live um, a lot because we feel like it's the, the the cherry on top of all the work that you've done. Because everything that borns and 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 raises in studio at the end has to uh, sound good live. Otherwise, Ethan, you have such just... a privileged position at the back, right? <laughs> yeah. You get to see the whole thing unfold before right? you. Yeah. You're up high, you get to look at it, the drummer gets to understand how the show is going. It's almost like you could be reviewing the show from the drum kit if you're present of mind enough to do it. Like sure. when you see your friends in front of you and the chemistry becomes something that you can't put into words, what does it feel like for you? It's magical. I mean, I, I always have, yeah, I always had the best position, actually. Yeah. I have to meet it. I have to meet it. But I really like the, how they interact um, like between them and the crowd and how the energies go 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 on like during the gig. Yeah. I really like it. And like, yet I still have to really be focused during all all the performance because if, if I messed up some, some hits, then everybody's like noticing right so i really had to be focused on my thing but yeah 
I, I really, I'm really enjoying all this tour. You know why? Because the crowd is so energetic. And even if I'm the farthest one from the crowd, I'm really he like feeling the heal and and healing with them as well. And there's something about knowing your your role in a chemistry, right? In something that 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 is the sum of all parts, is greater than the individual. Damiano, for you, being at the front singing and ultimately a lot of the energy of how it's going to go and you're an energetic band but if if you're tired or if you're feeling honest and you're an honest person i remember that from last time you're a truthful human if you go on stage and you know it's not you, you got to work through something how does that pressure f- feel for you knowing that it's like the crowd's looking to you first and foremost like bam how is he is he on fo- is he on form i think i always feel very very comfortable getting on stage even if i'm like a bit uh low on voice or sick or anything because i think that the main thing of our our live part is not even like my singing or their playing it's more about the interaction and the chemistry between us and uh and um and the crowd. So mm-hmm. if I'm like low on voice, I just let the crowd sing a bit more. You worked uh, out that trick already? Yeah, sure. You're way ahead of schedule. The best I love trick. it. Sure, <laughs> the best trick. I took a photo. I hope you don't mind. But I'm going to show you. I took a photo and it was something I thought was really special before. You're outside having a smoke. And um, I just took this photo. I mean, it's, it's not a great photo, so it's not going to go anywhere with my phone. But this, I just took the photo of your legs. Of the four <laughs> of you just, the, just from the waist down. And the reason why I took that was because we spend so much time looking at, at artists from the waist up and we, and we try to acknowledge everything that's going on in that moment. And, and the weirdest thing happened when I saw you standing outside and I couldn't see what you were talking about or what your, your, your faces were doing. I got a real sense of the camaraderie of the band. Like your body language was tight and each of you was sort of facing one another. It didn't feel separate at all. It felt really precious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. How often do you allow yourselves in amongst all of the thrash, mm. the crowds, me, this, everyone, your team who love you, but still keep you busy. Do you allow yourself to just have that moment, just the four of you away from everything else, like it began? I think that we're like learning more about our boundaries during this year, especially because of course, since everything blew up, we've been very happy and excited and wanted to do everything, you know? So, of course, I feel in this industry... We want you to do everything. Exactly. So, So everyone is, like, giving you things to do, but we were happy to take them and we never felt like saying no to anything. So, this year has been really, really intense. And I think that now we are not settling, of course, because we still want to go and do best and best and best, but we're trying to understand that sometimes it's okay to say no to something and take time for ourselves, for both our personal lives, but also like to give more time to the music and do things with the right amount of time and not to stress all the time. Because then I feel if you burn yourself out, then it's hard to enjoy what you're doing, you know? And that's like the biggest shame of everything, like when you lose the passion about what you're doing. That's when it ends. That's We've seen it so many times over and over again, great artists, because the art falls further and further down the ladder of priority. Yeah, exactly. It's really tough. Do you have you have you been able to maintain and improve your EQ, your emotional intelligence as human beings as a, as just people through all of this because to your point, we're good at asking you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that that even if it was like a very very intense experience and very demanding and tiring, I think that like being under that amount of pressure and that amount of uh, uh, 
busy and things to do, it kind of helps you grow because you understand like which are your limits and and what you really enjoy to do and what you enjoy a bit less. So it it kind of helps you to build up what is going to be the next five, ten years. You have to make tough calls. I mean, you had to make a tough call this year. It kind of broke my heart as a fan a little bit, but I broke my heart on your behalf that you had to say no to Reading and Leeds in order to come play something else. I spent a lot of my time in the UK. I know how important Reading and Leeds is for fans and how Mm. much you would have slayed (laughs) that festival this year. Like, I actually think you would have owned it. But you had to make that tough call. Yeah. And I've been dying to ask you how tough that was and ultimately what the reason was behind that because fans ultimately understood but not at the time. You know, it's hard. Yeah. There's no right answer. Uh, yeah, there's no right answer. And I think that's no right choice in this kind of moments and situation. Of course, for us, it was like uh, very sad and and hard to decide. We, we thought and thought and thought about it over and over and over. Everyone's got a rationale behind why you should do one or yeah. the other. Sometimes people could understand like the strategy things and sometimes it's like it's very hard to mm, keep everything together all the time and and we try like our best to keep it like authentic and, and organic but but sometimes also like we don't know which is the right thing to do. I know you roll with a good team. I know you have someone super close to you who ultimately helps guide you and helps you make your music. Can we talk a bit about that relationship? Because it is quite unique in the in the in the modern age to have somebody that close to you who who understands the aesthetic and philosophy of the band yeah. in equal measure. Normally it's one or the other. It's very uh, weird because of course like we started working together when we did the X Factor and uh, he was like the, the, the musical director. But we felt... What a great day at the office for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> what a great day at the office for him. He's going to go home, he's going to go, sweetheart, you know, I think my life just changed today. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah I, and we felt Probably like, like this, this huge connection immediately because he was like the only guy there who was a musician yeah. and who kind of understand and had the sensibility to understand the journey and and, and to uh, nurture your story yeah bands yeah. like you were supposed to be out in week one you're not <laughs> you're supposed to be kicked out after yeah, week one yeah, you're not yeah, supposed yeah. to sure, go all the way sure, sure and i i think he he managed like to dive into our four different personalities and now we have this kind of mm. uh brotherhood family relationship and it's it makes everything kind of easier because because you trust blindly the the person who's uh giving you advices and who's helping you to be fair to everybody they're on fast forward yeah to try to understand what really makes you tick and you don't have the time right no to explain yourselves over and over again that's what his job he knows sides of us that that of course nobody else in the industry knows so when we have to write music or take uh hard choices he's helpful and then we have a song like Feel, which is just, <coughs> excuse me, Kasabian crazy man. <laughs> I like that. I like, I like that. that. That's cool, yeah. That's like a cool that. reference. Right. Like Shout out for Kasabian. Yeah, because it has that sense of groove and a bit of revolution to it. So it's, it's, like, da- it's like dance floor with a scowl on, you know, which I really, I love that about that particular, t- that side of, Monoskin, because you give a lot of reasons for us to put our hands in there and sing and be joyous. 
like that makes me want to spread. Mm. Yeah, yes. <laughs> a little bit. Where does that come from? What part of the band does that come from? Is that you, Victoria? Is that all all of you? How does that How does that kind of? I think that like this whole record is, a, there's a lot of variety compared also to our previous records because, like this time, instead of like trying to find a common direction, the four of us and follow it, we try to follow more each one's individual direction and ideas and stuff. So I think that's also where a lot of the inspiration for every different song comes from. And this one especially, it was very thought like about the live side and also the vocals and the instrumental being like... Tied together. Tied, just (laughs) as if it was one (laughs) instrument. Like everyone's doing the same riff at the same time. It's just like about the the energy of being all together and the sound of the words and everything. I think that it's one of the songs that actually it's one of the most kind of a meeting point between the four of us mm. yeah because there's like the the reef thing mm. and then the melodies are more my universe but but it's a yeah it's a meeting point but wow. but what victoria said it's very like on point that this album is very different because instead of uh starting from the center and and trying to space out from it we started from four different places, which are our four individualities, and uh, and we tried to. I love that going on the same island. You I know? love that. I love that. It's so smart. It's just on a human level. It's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. This album is a monster, really. Yeah, because you, you, because you figured out <laughs> yeah, that Frankenstein. Do you know what we do? Frankenstein. Do you know what we Correct. do? We do we look, what we do with bands is we we take a look at you as one image. And we want to keep you all together. Yeah. And then we say, oh, you must be all the same. And da, 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 da. And we get, we all like an absolute shock when you break up. Yeah. Like, what, what, what? What are you talking about? And what you've figured out is that actually the, the sum of all your parts, the individuality that you all have, the differences is what makes, the differences. What makes you special. There is no point in like trying to limitate each other and everyone just being selfish and thinking about their own thing. It's better if we like embrace our differences. And even if like maybe... I don't know, someone has a different taste in a direction I might not be the first fan of and same goes for them. Like it's better to embrace all our differences and give space to everyone to express themselves and like be happy and be represented by the record. So that's why we had to like really open our minds and like challenge our boundaries because some things we do we would never have done without each other, you know? Yeah, totally. God bless Vic, right? Like the, this da- whole the Danish diplomat in the band. Is this, it's very important, right? No, you gotta have, yeah. that's just what I'm thinking. I'm the last diplomat. Actually, it's more like that. This is, this is the, f- the this final, this is the final this is, point exactly. of the... <laughs> this is the final conclusion after one year of being a yeah, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, that's too good. I love that. not the diplomatic <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, man. P- but in the end... Band. But and in the end, we made, we made it. Everyone, everyone, <laughs> I think everyone took y'all you know, like huge steps. Yeah. This album, huh? Long, a lot of big songs, a lot of tunes. No, all killer, no filler, as they say. <laughs> um, out of how many? Is every song on the record? Were there ones that didn't make the record? Like, how did you put it all together as a body of work? There's so many that didn't yeah, make it. Was, it. Yeah. So we, we, we had like six, Two minutes. 60. 60. Were you just exhausted by that? Were yeah. you just by the end of it like, yeah, my no, God. No, we were at, at, at the end, at the end I was decide. like, I will never write a song again. Like, too, <laughs> too many words in my head. Yeah, like, yeah. I was going crazy. But, like, we had this huge 
roster of songs and we spent like three nights listening to it over and over over and over and every time doing like this championship and every wow. time yeah. this, this didn't qualify this so can didn't I tell you qualify. how I bet that win it started out with a bottle of wine and everyone having a great time doing that and after day three you're all just like you kidding yeah, me yeah, after yeah, 10 yeah. minutes after 10 minutes, minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Said, it was like first song okay <laughs> this one has to be no this no. one never has to be <laughs> After you said it was going to be on the album. No, I changed my mind. You can't change your mind. Yeah. T, I want to ask you, Thomas, I want to ask you, what was your favorite memory before you started to reach the world and started to, and the X Factor thing, when you were just busking and hanging out and it was just, you were making it up as you were going along. Was there a memory that really jumps out to you that's really precious, that when it was just simple? Uh, I would, no, 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 it's okay. I will see maybe... Um, have the time to stay chill, you know, and thinking only about the music. Yeah. And this is the yeah, the part that I miss a lot in that period. Just say that. focusing on yeah. nothing but what just you're gonna write and just on the music, I mean and just I don't know, hey guys, we have this idea. I mean, on that period it's happened like for this record, it's happened because we spent like three months literally. Yeah, because you asked for it. Thinking about exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I miss a lot that part, you know, to have the uh, the freedom of, okay, I have just to thinking about the music. And so I think that the difficult, the, um, the, yeah, the, the hard part now is keep this balance, you know, between the, the music and the, this crazy train that we live now at the moment. But it's cool because at the same time, it's also a challenge in a certain kind of way. Mm -hmm. so. And I have good news for you from my perspective, having spent decades and decades sitting in this chair or standing and talking to artists like yourselves is that um you're in, you're living in a time when you when the era of no is so much more accepted than it ever was before yeah, yeah that's true yes yeah. that's yeah, very yeah, true yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the awareness it's spreading but we can't do it without you yeah it's uh, rising I, up no i i think that yeah a lot of artists are are starting to talk about and kind of correct the balance right yeah, yeah. renovate the expectation that that oh, the audience has on good you good Renovate the expectation. Yeah. Jump up on it. <laughs> good. As a quote, it's a good one. But yeah, like you can expect every artist to do like a hundred gigs a year. It's it's too much. <laughs> Literally too much. If you see me talking to somebody, I, I wouldn't assume you'd ever watch my conversations. But if you stumble across one and I'm talking to somebody really cool, and I use the term renovate the expectation, don't think bad of me. <laughs> I, I give it to you Thank like you, brother. I'm very happy to give it to you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Um you did something that that uh is a is a power move. It's a beautiful move. You teamed up with the great ghost cat, the great snow leopard, Max Martin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He should he who shall be heard and never seen. <laughs> uh how was that experience? For me personally, like I learned a lot on the the writing process because <laughs> yeah, as a pop writer because he's kind of a genius <laughs> and, I, and I hope you don't mind me saying this but you do you guys are the rock band of the highest level like you are an engine that powers a Ferrari but you write these pop melodies that are just kind of take it and just make it float in a different way yeah, it's yeah. part of the magic of Monastery. yeah exactly I'm a pop singer and, yeah <laughs> but with but with rock star energy yeah. and, and so and so when you when you get to work with a Max. You're yeah, being anointed, we we man. we You're being anointed. Yeah, we connected very very well. Like, and and also like you you don't expect someone of his uh, caliber to be like that open and say oh, I I don't want to put like 
my signature on it. I just want to take what you're doing because I think it's very original and fresh and everything and help you to 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 maximize the 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 quality of it. And I think that this this kind of collaboration and sharing it has been very helpful for all the four of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Also I think like as you said like I think the the cool part and that has always worked also like between us is that like we play like as a rock band with rock energy, distortion, pedals and everything, but then we can do on top like more pop melodies mm. but singing with Damiano's voice. So it's like I think that what's make an interesting mix between the four of us and that keeps and like that makes us make rock but in a more modern way somehow like it doesn't feel like we're or at least to us I don't know but it doesn't feel like we're redoing the same rock that has been done in the 70s you know no you bring a flamboyance that has existed in previous and that's why we so hate it (laughs) we should do the same the flamboyance or the fact that people think that you're retrospective Um, no the fact that 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 we're we're not doing the exact same thing but I don't want to confront I don't want that's great. They will kick our ass. That's great. <laughs> yes. That's great. You don't want to be accepted by people who haven't changed. No, that would yeah. be this kind of interesting, right? Uh, I think that listening to the same kind of music for the whole life, it's kind of you're not growing. So pop music has changed so much. Like I, I was talking to. Oliver from a band called The XX this morning, I was like, you changed pop music. And then Lord, I think, probably heard your music and she changed pop music. And then I think Billy probably heard Lord and she changed pop music. And then The Weeknd distorted the f*** out of the hills and he got a radio hit out of it and he changed pop music. And so what you've done is you've come in on the rock stallion and changed pop music. Yeah. You're the band within that camp who said, like, why should everyone else get to change? And we have to stay in the same groove. Yeah, I mean, your point is pretty interesting. Like, I, I, I can agree with that. Mm, and I think it's a way of think things. I mean, how you think of music is how you you approach it, and all all of your actions are considering your thinking about the music. Mm. So your action creates music. Your music, so it's created by a new way of thinking something. So I think this kind of it's kind of tricky actually, but I think this is kind of the key of how we have made what we made. It was also not like so thought about. Like we literally, when we started playing, we were like sixteen years old, and we were just like doing what we liked without thinking. Like, who's gonna judge us? Is this real rock? Is like without any pressure? We were just like playing for fun in like school parties and yeah. stuff. So we yeah. were just doing what we liked, and that's like. For example, like Begging, that now is like the biggest hit we have. We just played it like for fun because we're like, okay, we are playing at school parties. We need to play a song that will make everyone in a good mood. And then we started playing it and we just played it our way. So that would mean more rock than the original. But that's just how like our character developed. But it's not like we were thinking, okay, we want to make rock, but in a more pop way. But There's no way anybody on the planet could have ever said we're going to get to be the biggest sort of like stadium playing rock band on the planet by going through X Factor in your <laughs> It's just not, a, rea- right. it's not <laughs> a reality. That's the anti-strategy. It's the anti-strategy. And that's kind of what's beautiful about what you represent is that you seem to really embrace your outlier 
status, that the outside is comfortable for you, even though everyone's drawing you in the room, I feel like you're the perennial outsider band. I think that, that the fact that's more cool of us is that we feel comfortable in kind of every context. Yeah. Uh, like either it's a TV show, is a super cheesy music competition, is a super elegant, uh, I don't know, like whatever. And we just go there and do our... And if we have to jump on a table at a business meeting, we do it. Like it's it's just. Have you done that? Yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah, we did, yeah, we've done but, it. But like, done it. you know, it's it's just we we enjoy what we're doing, and I think that that shines through every platform we're in. It. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I don't watch it a lot, but uh, <laughs> I'm lying. I don't watch it ever. But are you the first band or artist to truly come out of Eurovision in however long? And actually have global success. Actually crack America. Us and Abba. Yeah, Abba. <laughs> Abba's in a well. long, long they time. They kicked it. But yeah, like in, uh, in the last few years, uh, like I think it's we can say that. I mean, it's one of the biggest singing competitions on the planet and then no one ever comes out and actually has a hit career. It's yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, it should be, it should be Monoskins every. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. they will be. Have they invited you back? They must have, They must want to put you on the board of directors. No. <laughs> we go as guests. So yeah, yeah, guests yeah. of honor for the rest of your life. <laughs> Would you go back? Like uh, not in the competition. Like no, not in the I competition. mean to go hang out and just. Why not? Why not? Why not? Because yeah. there, there are some artists that do it again. Yeah. Oh, there are. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Someone that did it again. <laughs> uh, he wants to go. He's like, yo, I'll do it. Let's go do it again. It was great fun. Let's go have a good time. Yeah, let's win it again. <laughs> no, I, I'm not down. I'm not down. You're not down. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. TV TV tours are not fun. It's like um, the European Cup. You can win it twice, three times, four times. Can imagine that. Imagine we well, only start doing Eurovision every yeah. year. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, this, that's this would manager. be hypnotic. Your strategy. That would be like a, a bit of cheating, but... <laughs> I love that you've also been nominated. Um, you have an associated Grammy nomination for your work on the Elvis film. Congrats. That's another thing yeah. that should be acknowledged as well. Yeah. Thank you. That Thanks. was a cool, cool experience. I bet it was because because I see a lot of that kind of um, entertainer as artist. A lot of the time, it's like if you're an artist to entertain, oh, it's a fine line between over-entertaining and being an artist. An artist should be sitting there creating the art. Entertainer is to entertain. Elvis was both. And there are examples of both. Bono is both. Um, Beyonce is both. You are both. So it must have been really nice as a band to be able to acknowledge the influence of someone like Elvis and also work with someone like Baz Luhrmann, who I feel like is your visual. Yeah, yeah it's sick. No, I like... I think it was the perfect match because Elvis is, I think, the most influential artist ever. He completely changed the way artists look and are seen by the audience and also the way they behave and the expectation that people have on, on, on artists. So I think that having the chance to kind of jump in his story and being even if in a small part part of it yeah um it was such a such a beautiful uh, experience and also like uh, we we have a huge connection with with elvis with his songs so it also playing it it's 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 a huge honor because like there will forever be our own version of an elvis song and it's uh, it's kind of a milestone that's pretty amazing yeah i mean how can you not believe in magic yeah yeah, yeah. when you're a kid and <laughs> 
Also, same birthday, so we kind of. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, man. It's me. Bowie, it's me, Elvis. Elvis, and Bowie. <laughs> Bowie as well, right? No, 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 no. You can't. Serious. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> What's your birthday? Eighth of January. Eighth of January. Yeah. See. Lucky day. God was like, man, I got to give everyone some good news. Sounds sprinkle. In the first couple of weeks of the year, otherwise people are going to go crazy. These human beings in their whole time-space continuum, this whole calendar they've created, they're going to blow themselves up, man. I need to give them Bowie. I need to give them Elvis. Well, I, I need to give them Damiano. Want to know a fun fact about our birthdays? Everyone yeah. has an eight uh, at the yeah. end. In the, yeah. It's yeah. 8th of January. I'm 8th of October. You're 28th of April and Thomas is 18th of January. January, January right? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of right. It was it's meant kind of to fun. be. It was meant to be. It was so meant your, to be. What's your star sign? Libra. Libra. Ah, sign. Libra. 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 Yeah. Libra makes sense. My wife's a Libra. What about you? Taurus. Uh huh. Taurus. Capricorn. Ah, Cap Capricorn. Capricorn. No Pisces. Let's no go. Pisces. Capricorn power. Thank God for that. I'm very sorry you don't about like it. I love Pisces, but if you put a Pisces in your group, you explode. <laughs> 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 the first time we met it was super early and everyone was really tired and I was tired and we had a good time. We actually, against all odds, we had a good time, but this has been great for me. I've had such a great time getting to know you properly and just better understanding the chemistry of the band. We don't have to have this conversation ever again. Next time we meet, we can just talk about whatever's happening in the moment <laughs> and just laugh and have a great time. So I'm going to, I'm going to call time right now and say, thank you. And until next time, Thanks be safe so on the thank road. You. Thank you Thanks so for your time. Take care of each other. The road, man. It's, <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zane Lowe interview series. Please rate, review, and follow so you can be tapped in for all 